0: issues there, but we're uh, on the air now. We're live here with The Drive. It's a a Thursday. The Steelers off today, and um, well, yeah, uh, no news is good news again.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a lull here. You know, we got a lot of action early in the week after those first two weeks of warming up and non-padded stuff and a lot of interaction with uh, players and Coach Tomlin and all those good things, and then I imagine tomorrow, you mentioned this yesterday, they'll get back at it pretty hard. Yeah, it's I would think Saturday tomorrow
0: night. after after the day off, they'll uh, they'll hit the pads hard again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine Saturday and Sunday will be the same, and then maybe start gearing it down a little bit yeah, I guess from there. Start because, the, yeah, now you're like two weeks week out. One, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder, I mean, it's probably the same every year, but I wonder, well, maybe it's not the same every year, but definitely not the same as every year. I should be quiet about that. That I wonder what part of this camp do you start thinking Giants? You know, I mean, maybe after this weekend already?
0: I would, I mean, yeah, because I, I think the first week is basically essentially all about getting guys acclimated to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then after and that. you can learn
1: the playbook in shells or, right. or in shorts.
0: Right. Um, and then after that, it's all about, uh, you know, getting these guys ready to play that opener.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. And not to mention, yeah, your roster construction is big as always, but most of these guys are going to be around, and you probably have, especially this team, has probably has a real good feel for who's going to be on the, the final roster and certainly who's going to be playing snaps. So get those guys ready to expose Giants' weaknesses, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think, again, this, this tends to favor the Steelers, are the Giants going to be in the same situation thinking, like, to get ready to play the Steelers when they're still probably learning a new offense?
1: Right. I bet their camp is totally different. You know what I right. mean? Right. Like, I
0: mean, they may have to go all the way up till that first week before they start looking at the Steelers. Right. On, at the, by the same token, they do have a bit of a an advantage, and we've talked about this in the past. Like the teams that don't have the turnover, well, you can look at last year's film and say, okay, here's what the Steelers do. Right. As opposed to the That's Steelers looking at the Giants and saying, okay, here's what the Giants are going to do. Well, you don't know. You don't you even don't have know. preseason to go off of. Right. So you're looking back at Daniel Jones' tape from last year. This is
1: what he likes, what he does Right, Obviously, but you don't, don't know anything Juan about the offense. Challenge. That's a good point. I guess prepping for the Giants is easier said than done. I mean, at least Denver, you'll have a game um, – you probably have some ideas of what Jason Garrett likes to do, the new head offensive coordinator. Well, that's the thing. I wonder, do, yeah, yeah, do, do you
0: watch for a bunch play. of Cowboys film from the last few years and yeah. try to guess what they're going to do? Or you just go out and say, okay, we know Daniel Jones likes to roll to his right. Or yeah, we like, yeah. You know, those kind of things. Tendencies. We know right. Saquon Barkley, will, you know, likes to break to his uh, left when he when he breaks. Obviously, be know. very
1: involved as a receiver. Yeah. You know, Engram's not your typical tight end. Yeah, I mean. Um, I imagine that is the way you'd handle it. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, so maybe prepping for the Giants, they don't start doing it now. I mean, they might throw things in. Hey, that's not going to work against Barkley. They're, they're right. prepping, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, maybe you take a look. Okay, here's what we're going to do when we if, if we play a 4-3. Or, um, or here's, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I, I almost, you know, you almost have to pr- prep like you're um, – you know, just getting ready vanilla. to see something pretty vanilla and yeah. then go from there.
1: And we'll roll with the wrinkles as they happen throughout the game. We're going to expect these type of things. We're probably going to be this style of running game. They know they're going to be in three wide a lot. But let's not be married to that idea. You know, I mean, let's not pretend like we know what they're going to do. But I'm sure, you know, Coach Tomlin's probably dealt with that many times. <laughs> you, know what right. I mean? you know, the beginning of the season dealing with unknown uh, you know, teams that they're about to face.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, you know, if you're the Giants, you do have a slight advantage there. As I said, um, you know, you can look back at the Steelers and say, okay, here's here's what their defense was doing at the end of the year last year. Here's what the off, right. but th- but the offense is not. So the Steelers do get a bit of a. Like if yeah. you if you're breaking down the the Steelers offense, I watch you, 2018. Yeah, that's tape. what I was gonna say. You're gonna go back and watch 2018 tape, but but, but then there's TV no there's no Deontay know. Johnson. You yeah, know, there's right. none of that stuff.
1: I mean, I guess that's a good point. I mean, I would want my defensive back coach and my um, defensive quality control guy tell me everything you know about Deontay Johnson. Tell me everything you know about James Washington. How did how did these guys look, quarterback aside, last year? And how, and we'll try to marry the idea of what kind of players these look like with what they showed us on tape in 2018. But that was a lot of throwing. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think the Steelers are going to throw at that high percentage, you know, this year.
0: Yeah, um, I, I you know don't know. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, so I mean, it won't be easy. The defense, I think, you can watch last year's tape and be like, we're going to get a lot of this. You know, I mean, get used to it. We're going to get a lot of this. Um, Barron's not there. Maybe we can pick on Vince Williams a little bit. I mean, there'll be some obvious things that way that I'm sure they'll try to do. But you're right. I mean, it's not it's and that's gonna be the way all the way across the league. I mean, all these teams facing each other week one, week two aren't gonna have a beat on one another at all.
0: No, they aren't. And so it goes back to uh you know, I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, base type defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers do have an, an advantage there. They can come out and attack from the get go and, and no, without and, question. You know, and test what we expect to be a couple of young guys at the tackle position mm-hmm. for the Giants.
1: And even as good as Saquon is, the little-known fact about him is he's not very good in protection. Yeah, it's hurt him a little bit throughout his really impressive career. But that's not what he does best. And if you can throw, I would think the Steelers will probably blitz heavily, and they will try to keep a back in. As a result, I think that's what you want to do.
0: Yeah, and if you do that, you're taking him out of the pass patterns, which is uh, you know, even if you don't get home, you're 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 still making them a little more uh, less or more one dimensional not one-dimensional, but certainly less dangerous. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that if he catches a a, yeah, he catches a pass in a flat, he's got the potential there. Right, without question. But if you force him to stay in, you know,
1: they put they put five good receivers on the field, you know, with Ingram. Is an above-average receiving tight end. Barkley's an above-average receiving um, running back, obviously. And Tate's in the slot. Shepard and Slayton outside. They don't have a stud receiver, but it's a pretty good fivesome.
0: Yeah, it's a good group. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we've seen Daniel Jones put up good numbers in some games. He's had had some up and down, uh, as you would expect out of a young quarterback. Um,
1: he, he can be dangerous too, though. I mean, right. He's not to the Josh Allen level, but he's kind of in that. Mold he'll run. Or he'll run yeah. a lot. He's got tools. I mean, he holds the ball a long time, which usually hurts him. But somebody gets free, he's gonna let it go. He's not bashful, you know. I mean, so he has traits.
0: Yeah, and so you know the Steelers are gonna have, uh, you know, they pretty. We talk about this a lot, but. Most quarterbacks in the league now can run a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just the reality of today's NFL. You know, people talking about uh, last year, well, Mason Rudolph can't run. Mason Rudolph isn't horrible. He can He can run. Sure. I mean, he's uh, a you know, good athlete. Ten, for... ten years ago, he's – I'm not going to say he's an above-average athlete at the position, but he's a yeah, – He's
1: not a, a heavy-footed – He's not one of these – Pure pocket Yeah, pure pocket passers. Yeah, pure right. pocket passers. Times have changed dramatically.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. In today's NFL, he's a below-average runner. Yes. Ten years ago, he's not. He's an average runner. (laughs) I I mean, I'll be
1: frank. I mean, that worries me about him long-term. You know, just mobility, ability to buy time. Um, At the college level, I thought he was really good... At the subtle movements within right. the pocket, and, and I haven't seen it as much here. It's obviously much much harder, and things. Well, I think the game's quicker. faster, and right. you
0: just you know you're having to process things a little bit more quickly. And I'm I think that was. Thinking about a lot of a, other yeah.
1: things too. I mean, and you know, receivers aren't as open, but we did see that at the college level. So I think that's something that'll have to be part of his game: is buying time. Subtle. I mean, it, people don't think about that, but, like, Dan Marino's great at it. Brady's great right. at it. Manning's great at it. They, and those guys run weren't six, runners. They run a six yeah. flat, you know. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you know when to step up. Yeah, they've you know got dad to. speed. Right, yeah. right. And But that's a totally different thing. That's something he'll have to have. But in terms of, like, if or when that day comes and the Steelers are looking for their new quarterback, he's got to be an awfully good prospect for me to take a Haskins or – Right, you know,
0: someone that one of those guys isn't a plus athlete. That's going uh, like Mason Rudolph compared to Haskins athletically mm-hmm. is a much he's he's much more capable of escaping and running.
1: I would say if Haskins is a three out of ten, Rudolph's a four and a half or a five. You right, know what I mean, right. Yeah, that's and, what I think. I
0: think he's average in the pot, like average speed, like right. what you would right, look right, at right. As, as average. The problem is, is that so many quarterbacks now. Are the average above is about average. To change, yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean,
1: everybody has somebody that's mobile and really yeah. dangerous. You've still got
0: though. guys like Brady and and uh, sure and, and Breeze and guys Ritmer's like you know Roethlisberger. Anywhere. They're they're just not going to run away from anybody anymore. But right. those guys are going away.
1: They are going away. And Matt Ryan's a really good example. I think we were talking about him the other day. That offensive line was such a work in progress, and he the second half of the year, I think it was. He played through a lower body injury. I don't know if it was a knee or an ankle or what the heck it was, but he couldn't get out of the way and doesn't do that well anyway. And that's when those old men start to make those creaky bones and bitter beer faces. You know? <laughs> Eli was like that late, you know?
0: Yeah, Eli made a lot of that. And, and yeah. again, with, with those guys, knowing when to get rid of the football is critical. Um, and that's, it's all about time. You could talk about now, Eli right? not, you know, Eli wasn't a great quarterback, you know, for the last you know, six or seven years. Sure. But he knew when to get rid of the football. He didn't take a bunch of bad sacks. he didn't
1: take a bunch of bad sacks. Yeah. And there's no shame in throwing it at your, your to, you toe. Know, or Peyton Manning did that a ton at the end of his career where he'd even like take a knee. I mean like yeah. I, I just give up. I mean I'm not yeah. letting you I'm get not gonna take ever. the hit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and by no means does Peyton get hit. If that means dragging your guy to the ground when you get beat, fine. No matter what, <laughs> he's not getting hit.
0: You yeah, know? you live and to live to play the next play. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, how the Steelers approach this. Um, we'll get some ideas about this as they as they continue to work on this. But this yeah. week has been all about them working – the Steelers working on the Steelers. Yeah. The two-minute of offense of and, the, you know, the things that they do well, the things that they want to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of uh, down-and-distance things, those kind of situations. Which and that will continue. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you start to get situational like that, it's not just – we got to install the basic run package. You know, they're doing you know, important things to win football games, situational stuff that I bet, I mean, to your point about the Giants, I, I'm sure they're not there yet. They're
0: still in the install period. Right, right. You know, the Browns are still in the install period. Mm-hmm. This, these teams that have new head coaches are, it's not man, yet, it's, especially, the, uh, you know, we've talked about this. You know, guys like Ron Rivera in Washington or Mike McCarthy in Dallas have at least been head coaches before. They know they're what not they're, wasting any time, yeah. you know, But right. these guys who haven't been head coaches before, I mean, you've been dreaming about this your entire life. Like, oh, I can't wait to – I want to be of a course, head coach someday. Course, yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm and gonna, you
1: probably have this big binder and all yeah. that. Here's <laughs> right. how
0: I'm going to install in the spring, sure. and here's what I'm going to do now. And then you take all that stuff and you just – set it aside or burn it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you sat down with the owner several months ago and said, look at my plan. I, when I become a head coach, I'm going to manage my day this way. And then I'm going to talk to the media here and I'm going to delegate to this guy. And then COVID hits and <laughs> five guys get hurt. And even in a regular year, things are turned on their nose yeah, you know, on their head. And, you got to adjust on the fly. I mean, that's more important than the what you told them at the interview.
0: And yeah, and, and being able to do that, I think that that's where the experienced coaches will fall back on past experience. You know, they'll right. they'll have the an idea. Well, you know, we had to. And I was a coach in 2011 when we had no off season. Here's what we did that yeah. year to get everybody up to speed quickly. Yeah, and even um,
1: further down the line, you know, Belichick will go to McDaniels. Remember back in 2012 when we did this? Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, and that would have been awesome with, like, Brady too. But, like, Ben and Tomlin will be that way, obviously. Like, right? remember way back, you know, we were the only two here, but there's no one left from that team. But remember when we did this? And, like, that might work.
0: And I think that's one of the reasons why we've heard a lot of guys talk about uh, ben Roethlisberger being more vocal, being yeah, you know, right, more right. more involved in a leadership fashion this year. I think that's why it makes sense. I, I think he's you know look uh, here's what we expect. I'm gonna you know don't I'm not gonna wait to talk about this in a team meeting or or when we're sitting and watching film. I'm gonna tell you right now mm-hmm. this is what we want to do and see if we can get it you know accelerate the process a little more quickly.
1: A couple of notes on that. You said it yesterday and I didn't realize how startling it was that he's the only one from X year on that's still been a stealer. I mean, and it's a, a wide margin, you know Right. Like Cam Hayward wasn't there for the first half of their season, Pouncey, DeCastro, all those guys that are quote, older dudes. But I also think when you do the Ben Roethlisberger, a football life and it comes out five years from now, he'll be sitting there with his kids on his lap interviewing and he'll go 2019, I learned a lot, you know, that, Maybe, you know, being away from the game, having something taken away from you makes you cherish every moment. And maybe I didn't go, and I'm not saying he did this or not, but I mean, maybe back in 2015, I should have been in the building a little more or been more vocal with the rookies or, you know what I mean? Right. And I yeah. realized these things when I couldn't, when I didn't have as much on my plate. Yeah. Just took a step back.
0: Well, I mean, he hasn't had that opportunity to spend. As much, you know, in years past, if he was on the sideline, it was, you know, Charlie Batch playing in his place. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't have to tell Charlie Batch a lot. I mean, they could talk about things and they probably saw a lot of the stuff the same way because Charlie had helped Ben. Charlie tells him things. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. So, you know, yeah, yeah, those kind of guys, you know, right. I'm sure that changed a little bit, you know, when you had Landry Jones playing instead. Probably, but again, Landry had been a guy who had been there with him a long time, so mm-hmm. that you know they could talk the same language. Now all of a sudden you he was got Mason fresh out of college, yeah, or anything, right? You know, and he had sat and watched for a couple of years. Well, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you got Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges out there. They're getting a completely different perception of what okay. they're seeing. They're seeing everything for the first time, essentially. And, and obviously,
1: Ben was far more gifted at their age, but probably looks through their eyes a little bit and be like. But I remember when I couldn't read that easy key either. You yeah. Know? And but he was bigger and stronger and you know shrugged people off and got away with it with his, his natural gifts a lot more. I mean, look how look at that linebacker how he's cheating. How could you not see that? You know. But then you go, well, I remember when I was a rookie, I never would have saw that. Yeah. <laughs> you know and I'm
0: sure he saw how teams were defending them and how that changed. Sure. Over the course of the season, like okay. I can take, you know, if they try that against me, I'm going to take advantage of this. Or, oh, I know. bet he's salivating yeah. at that. Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm sure he knows that the, they're not going to defend them quite the same way. But I bet he's like, if I could have been under center in week 15, I would have carved those guys. <laughs> right. One. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You can crowd the live scrimmage all you want. That week, that we're, over that week we're
0: playing the Bills, and, and, you know, they came in with one of the top five defenses in the league. Yeah. And I'm seeing this from them. Oh, I could beat that. I could beat, that, you That
1: know. second corner of theirs who's not so great is one-on-one against Juju. It's yeah. Like, I'm going there no matter what. Right. And the ball's coming up fast. He's going to break a tackle and take it to the house. Yeah. You know, right.
0: Those kind of things. Yeah. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You are listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll come back right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, you're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and uh, Mike Sando has put together a, uh, a quarterback rankings, but this isn't just a quarterback ranking. This is how you fair how you look, how your face match you. up. Go yeah. ahead. I
1: mean, he does this every year for the Athletic and now this is the second year I guess doing it for the Athletic. And I think a lot of you out there are familiar that he he, he, he gets 50 votes from around the league. GMs, coaches, NFL people that know their stuff. And he puts... So this isn't subjective at all. He just adds, tallies them all up and does all the work. And then makes his quarterback tears. And this year, of those 50 votes... Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes both got 50 votes that they're tier one guys. Okay. So they tied for first place overall. Right. Uh, I think Ben was a tier two guy. He had a tier three vote here and there. He had a lot of tier two votes. So you get the idea. He has these Sando quarterback
0: tier. Right. We I, we went over that list earlier yeah, this yeah, year. We talked yeah. Talked
1: about that before, and I'm sure we did last year too. And they're good. And, and there's a lot of quotes in there from people around the league. You know, I don't know if he can still do this, or you know, a lot of right. the older guys. So, now as a follow up, what Mike did was he ranked every team 1 to 31 as to how difficult their opponents are going to be at the quarterback position. So, for example, if you have Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes, you're not going to play yourself. Right. Yes. So that's helpful, obviously. So, to give you some examples, and the Steelers are really prevalent here, like the Vikings, who we've talked a couple times during the Dalvin Cook conversations. I expect to have a very difficult year. And so their opposing average is 2.22. I mean, so they're basically playing a Tier 2 quarterback a very high percentage of the time, where their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, is a 2.7. So that's the hardest one out there.
0: So they're a minus .5. Right.
1: On average, they're going to face. So, for example, like they face... Five tier one quarterbacks. They face six tier two quarterbacks. They face three tier threes and only three tier fours. And of course, Deshaun Watson could get hurt in week four and you're no longer playing a tier one guy. You get his backup. And, and those type of things happen, obviously. But still, that's a, a brutal, brutal slate. So I just wanted to mention a couple that have the hardest slate of quarterbacks are going to face Minnesota being number one, Atlanta's number two. Uh, Matt Ryan is considered a 2.08, and they're facing a 2.28. So they're facing a really tough slate, but they have a better quarterback than Minnesota does. Right. So you yeah. see where I'm getting on that. But still, you're facing five Tier 1 guys out of 16 and four Tier 2 guys if you're Atlanta. It's kind of nasty. The Bears are another team. I keep ripping on the NFC North. The Bears are another team that have a really tough slate. Their quarterback... Is as you would guess is a three point six nine. You know, like basically a tier four dude, and they only play one tier four quarterback. On average, they're playing quarterbacks that come in at two point two eight. So between tier one and tier two, they got nine guys who are clearly better than theirs. You know, I mean, like right off right. the bat, we have a big quarterback disadvantage,
0: and that's not a good thing. I mean, that's you wrong. you you know, if you're playing that nine times, you may overcome that. A couple of times over the course of the season, but it's not. But by and large, you're just hoping to hold your own. Yeah.
1: They play Rodgers twice. They play Stafford twice, obviously. I mean, they're at a disadvantage there. Um, Carolina is another one that has it really tough. They're fourth worst. The Saints are fifth worst. So I, I wanted to go scan it and find the division because the division is going to be similar to where the Steelers are at, obviously. You don't play yourself, Lamar doesn't play himself. Um, but the AFC North basically has an easier stretch than a lot. I mean, I'm already on 13 in the AFC North.
0: Well, yeah, they're they're playing the AFC East, which right. you know, you okay, you've got Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott, but but then it's two lower, th- two lower dudes. Um, you know, Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm sorry, has to rank low on. He has to at this point. Yeah, because he hasn't know, done anything. Right. And then you're playing the AFC South, where you know, okay, Deshaun That's Watson's. Nice Philip Rivers is not Philip. The Philip Rivers of old, yeah. Uh, Tannehill's tier three guy, I, I believe he was, right now, yeah. Arrow up, right. Still, I mean, and, Jacksonville. and Jacksonville's you know low, yeah. So
1: I finally got to the team that has the toughest slate in the division, and that's the Browns. I would imagine a lot of that is because
0: they got to face Lamar twice and Lamar Ben twice. Twice, and ben twice.
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, they Ben is a tier two. Strangely, Lamar was a tier two, and. Uh, I talked to Sando about it. He had some problems about that. We yeah. A couple people still had him as a three, which is nuts. Um, but on average, they, they have Baker as exactly a three. I mean, he is a 3.00, but they face quarterbacks that are 2.65. It's a pretty big discrepancy. Right. You know, I mean, and again, the guys that are clearly above what the Browns are going to face are these Courtney's rankings are Deshaun, Lamar twice, Ben twice, Wentz, Dak. Rivers, all those guys are a tier ahead of Baker. I mean, I don't disagree. See, I, would, with that.
0: I would disagree with Rivers being in that. I know. Yeah. He
1: barely. He was right on the edge of becoming a tier. In three fact, guy. I
0: think Mayfield at Rivers might be a conversation at this point. Yeah. Rivers, Rivers has the I'm advantage on in terms of. Right. He knows what he's looking at. He's seen a lot more, but. They're both turnover machines at this point in their careers.
1: Right. I, I mean, when that game happens, I don't know who I put the check mark in for the quarterback position. I'm not. Yeah. If it if... was week one and I hadn't seen either one play all year, <laughs> uh, <I> guess Rivers, <laughs> but barely, just on not by much. Yeah. Right. I, hoping he can check to a run when things get bad. You right. Know? Uh, the Ravens are the next hardest. They're 19th in the league. And again, what hurts them a little bit? They got to play Mahomes. They got to play Mahomes. Right. Yeah. They got two tier one guys. They got Watson and Mahomes. Ben twice. And like everybody else, they got Wentz, they got Prescott, and Rivers, who's a borderline dude. But, you know, Lamar's average was a 1.74, so that made him a Tier 2 guy, but, I mean, to me, he's a Tier 1. I mean, I, I think that's a little rough. That's one of the rankings I highly disagreed with. Well, it depends
0: on what you're looking at from the quarterback position too. Are you are you are you judging him simply as a quarterback?
1: They were because I remember reading the article and, and Sandok made some quotes saying, "Sure, he's a spectacular football player, but we're doing quarterback ranks. I don't quite trust him as a thrower." And,
0: and I kind of get that. I kind of get yeah. that. But and the, re- would... the weapons aren't. You know, the, the outside receivers aren't great. Right. Um, which, uh, you know, the, Factors, you yeah. wouldn't necessarily want to use that against the quarterback, but it's a factor. But it's a factor. Yeah.
1: But a part of me, like, envisioned some old curmudgeon scout that's 70 <laughs> years old has been doing this. Little, he's not like Dan Fouch. You know what I mean? It's, uh, sometimes it's an old school league. He still so.
0: misses some throws. So. Oh, he does. Yeah. He
1: does. And sometimes one thing that hurts him, too, is when he misses throws. Sometimes he misses them bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially right. as a rookie, he would throw him the seats.
0: Or well, again, them, you when know? you're on, you know, he'll throw on the move at times, mm-hmm. and you know, the ball sail on you. It, it, we saw in the first game against the Steelers last year, he threw three interceptions in that game. He threw a couple. A couple of those interceptions were just awful. Were just awful. Yeah, he threw yeah, one to right. Hilton at the end of the first half along the sidelines. I'm like, who was he throwing that to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just right. a bad, just a bad throw.
1: Uh, we used to have a guy that knew Lamar real well on my podcast often. Uh, He played in the league and worked with Lamar as a rookie. And it was kind of a, you never think of this, but when he said it, I thought, wow. And Lamar publicly would say, I don't throw an NFL ball that well. Like his rookie year, he really struggled going from a college ball to an NFL ball. And I thought last year he was much more comfortable with that football. And anyone that's picked up both, they're noticeably different. Right, yeah. I mean, if you've been doing it's not like baseball pitchers get a new, get a new ball. Yeah, you're, you know not, what I mean? you're not
0: throwing a bigger ball right. or a you know a smaller ball or a heavier ball. It's the same ball. Right. You're, it's the same ball when you play in high school with. You know? Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're a professional golfer that they don't add two ounces to the ball or the puck's heavier or the basketball's different. I mean, right. so it's a factor that no one thinks about. Uh, the Bengals are also right in that neighborhood. they have the 23rd toughest. Um, they gave Joe Burrow a 3.34. Really, I'd just give him an incomplete. Who the heck knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's generous. I mean, he may yeah. end up there at the end of the year. He may be worse. He may be Maybe better. More. We just don't know.
1: You just don't know. I don't know how you judge any rookies for any of these kind of lists. But it's not a bad slate, though. They, they too, have Watson once. They got Lamar twice. They got Ben twice. Wentz, Dak. And both those guys are solid tier two dudes. And Rivers. And that's not too bad. I mean, they also have Haskins, Minshew, Taylor, Fitzpatrick. All those guys are tier fours, right. so not too horrible. Um, and, but the Steelers have the best slate of all of them in the division. I'm still scrolling here. <laughs> They're at twenty eighth, so there's only a. Couple and that's teams playing
0: that's playing Jackson twice.
1: That's playing Jackson twice, but I think he's a one instead of a two. Um, so what do they do? They have one tier two guy or one tier one guy. That's Watson. Five tier twos, but I really think two of those should be a tier one. Fair enough. Seven Tier 3s and three Tier 4s. Um, Ben's average is a 1.88. So he's still getting some some Tier 1 votes yeah. and some 3s here and there probably from sitting out. But on average, the Steelers are playing 2.84. I mean, that's basically almost a Tier 3 guy. It's
0: almost a full tier behind. Right. They're almost a, they're like a full point of head of where they're... Where that's they're one of th- the biggest
1: discrepancies we've seen yet, I yeah. guess. I mean, that is big. So I mentioned the tough ones they have, but... They got Haskins, they got Minshew, they got Locke, they got Jones, Burrow twice, you know Josh Allen, Mayfield twice, Tannehill. It's not a murderer's row, and one or the, and one or two of those names I mentioned is going to hit. I mean, right. Haskins or Locke, or and, and just
0: because you're enough. in that lower tier doesn't mean you can't have a great game. Absolutely, Absolutely. Um, you know a lot we've of talent. In that there's ta- yeah, there's ta- there's talented guys in the tier, and they're going to have great games. They're also going to have bad games. That's mm-hmm. why they're in those lower tiers. That they're not, they don't maybe not have the consistency of the tier two guys.
1: Right. They're yeah. not there yet. Baker Mayfield yet. will have good games
0: this season. Oh, yeah. He He'll, good also, the yeah. Right. He'll also have bad games this season. Right, right. <laughs> you know? They're
1: just works in progress. Yeah. So, the only teams that have an easier slate are the Chiefs. Well, they don't have to play Mahomes. That's helpful. And their yeah. division's not real good, obviously. The, the Jets... Just kind of surprising to me, but they play a, a last place schedule. I'm sure that helps.
0: And the division's so, not the division's
1: not that good. Yeah. they play both Wilson and Mahomes, and still have that. But they got three <laughs> tier fours and a ton of these tier three guys. Um, Seattle's also on that list. They don't have to, play, to play Wilson, yeah. which is helpful, obviously. They're the only one that didn't doesn't play any tier one team, any tier one quarterbacks at all. So the toughest quarterback Seattle has, according to this, is against Matt Ryan. It's not so bad.
0: Not so bad, and and you know the the thing it really uh, with the you know the Steelers defense is solid at all three levels, mm-hmm. and if you're facing a bunch of those tier three and four guys, oh. you should tear those guys up.
1: You should tear those guys up, or at least make their life very very difficult. Yeah, um, that's 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 pretty crazy that they're not 32nd to me, to be honest with you, because looking at it, they they face zero tier one guys. Only three tier two guys. I mean Ryan Wentz and Dak. It's not so bad. I mean, everybody else is three or four. Yeah. That's not, not so shabby. But there is one easier and that's Miami. Um they face two tier one guys, Mahomes and Wilson, but zero tier two guys, which is a big tier. Yeah. So they're playing studs or duds. And, yeah. But they're the Dolphins. Again it goes <laughs> back yeah,
0: it goes back to that, that AFC East um it's not going to be a good division again. You know, no. for years it was the Patriots and everybody else. This year it's, you know, the, else, the Patriots right. are taking a big step backwards and we're, we're kind of picking the Bills to win that division almost by default. I know. Uh,
1: that division in the NFC North to me, I kind of feel that way. Like, a team I don't love, uh, Atlanta, the Rams. If, if they were in that division, I'd be like, I think they could win it. They could win it, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just the way it falls. Yeah. You know, if the Steelers were in that division, I'd take them every time.
0: Yeah, I agree. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the uh, Comeback Player of the Year odds. Oh, okay. Uh, there's 10 guys here listed on this uh, this chart uh, that I have here, uh, this being on uh, uh, CBS Sports. Uh, they're stacked uh, w- um, in terms of their their odds. Right now, Vegas Ben Roethlisberger, Ben is not the leader in the clubhouse right now. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you why he should be right after this. Yeah. You're tuned to the drive on your 24 7 home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. enjoy that one yeah dire
1: straits in general is solid that was one of my first cds remember we were talking about how we went from tape I would tape the cds yeah brothers in arms was one of my first ten well, that's, cds I that's bought. long
0: before brothers in arms that's oh i know i yeah. know
1: but i just dire straits in general I it's like. good stuff Mark it
0: is. A, a good guitarist but, is. uh speaking of good players the comeback player of the year list this year is a lengthy one
1: yeah Unfortunately, a lot of people missed yeah, time. Yeah, peop- right. a lot
0: of people missed time last year. And so you, when you look at this, uh, and I'm looking here at uh, a list compiled by uh, Tyler Sullivan on uh, CBSSports.com, and he's ranking them. He also has the odds here. i got to disagree with the guy that he thinks should be the favorite. Okay. I think this is this is the guy that people look at and say, okay, he's going to tug on the heartstrings the most. Mm-hmm. And he has Alex Smith, whose odds right now are plus 450. As number one on this list, he Alex Smith is not going to win comeback player of the year award because he's not going to play.
1: I don't think he's going to play. Right. All right. I mean, yes, he's in camp. He's wearing pads. And that's he's great. A football player now yeah. again. I mean, he's not their starter. Haskins would have to fall on his face for Smith to even get in the game. And I sound cold. I I don't know that he's here's, really ready to play football. Here's the
0: th- yeah. This is the thing that really strikes me here. The storyline is unfolding perfectly for the Washington quarterback, and if the season ended today, <laughs> hey Tyler, they haven't even played a game yet.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> I haven't played a preseason game. He's been taking a. Snap Nobody's seen him. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Right. Come What's on, man. What's he really man. doing in camp? Right. Is yeah. he getting hit in three years? Two years? Right. And there's a the human element too. Like, if you're the head coach. I'm holding my breath if I put him in the game. Uh, yeah, you I know, mean, that's a break a glass if necessary leg, thing, right. yeah. And then, you know, we talked about this off the air a little bit, when the Redskins are 2-6, and six, even if Smith were the quarterback, Haskins is going to be the quarterback. Right, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean, if Haskins falls on his face, Smith's a Superman and can handle all this stuff. He's gonna get pulled for Haskins halfway through the year when they stink, anyways.
0: So what we're telling you people is, don't put the four fifty, don't lay, don't Vegas take, don't loving that. Yeah, right don't now. don't take the sucker bet. Oh man, Alex Smith is not winning comeback player of the year.
1: If I was Vegas, I would even up the odds to get more people to put money on it. Oh but yeah, I'll
0: gladly take your money on that. If anybody <laughs> wants to call me at
1: Williamson NFL, I'll be your I'll be your, uh, your your bank on that one. And if he hits it, I will pay you off.
0: Number two on the list is Ben Roethlisberger. He's got the he's tied for the best odds in Vegas on this. Okay. List. Plus four hundred, and he should be for obvious reasons. He's going to play
1: on a good team. Is the starting quarterback? He was better than Smith on both their best days anyway. Right? Yeah. yeah I, mean, right. I, mean, I mean, he's
0: good. And he, by the way, missed all of, most of last season, so mm-hmm. he is in fact coming back from an injury.
1: Right. It's it's a dumb award, honestly, because some people come back from being bad, like. Is, uh, we'll and there later. are some of those right. on this list. Like, is Odell on the list? Because he right. had a down year. Well, he still had 1,000
0: yards big last big year. Big so, big. in my mind, he can't he be on can, the right, list. Right. Yet.
1: You, you have to be pretty terrible. So, which means here's an award for stinking last year. And you came back <laughs> and, and, and bouncing did back. And, this year, and this year, you're right.
0: probably going to stink again next year. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Maybe it's, uh, this right. should be the uh, you know most improved award. Uh, but obviously, Roethlisberger, if if he plays the way that he's capable of playing, mm-hmm. even if he's ninety percent of Ben Roethlisberger, and he's a quarterback, and he's a quarterback right. on what should be a good football team, he's going to be the front. He's the front, he's the front favorite, yeah. right.
1: Yeah, Alex Smith is not even close.
0: Uh, number three is Cam Newton. Hmm, okay. that, on his picks, he's plus four fifty.
1: I, I wasn't thinking of him, but that's a good one. Yeah, I he mean would he qualify. he didn't he
0: didn't play much last year either. No
1: new team. Um, you know, comes. I know the whole defining. It's weird, but came back from quote nobody wanting him for a while. It wasn't like he got scooped up. Yeah. I just don't
0: see him winning it though, because I don't think they're going to be. Quite, they're not going to be as good as the Steelers, and he's not even guaranteed to be the starter out of the gate right now. Yeah, but I think he will be. I think he will be as well, but I think he should be second
1: on the list. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a pretty decent year.
0: Number four. This is a good one, and his odds should probably be better as well. His odds to win it are plus 1,000. Okay. Matthew Stafford.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if he would qualify because – he put a lot of good tape out last year. He did, I but he got he hurt at midseason. Year. Yeah, does that count? Is, does he? Is that enough of well, a comeback? Well, obviously Vegas
0: is counting him because they're giving you odds on him. Okay. So,
1: but will we ever get the award? Did they say did he come back from enough hardship? Well, I, that's, that's the, the
0: That's the question: Is are people going to vote for him? Right, uh, for coming back.
1: Like Cam and Ben basically didn't play last year. Right, you know, more or less. Yeah. Stafford played and played really well. But he is coming
0: back from broken bones in his back. <laughs> his back. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty serious injury.
1: And with all respect to Ben, I think Stafford's the best of those three quarterbacks right this second, or at least last we saw them all. Yeah, he
0: had uh he threw for just under 2500 yards last year, 2499 with 19 touchdown passes, five interceptions mm-hmm. uh in in about half a season.
1: I read an article this morning about him actually too that Him and Winston were right at the top of the league for degree of difficulty of throw, too. And he threw five picks. Jameis threw 30. I mean, obviously, (laughs) they were different, you know, more more snaps. But he valued the football, and he made the tough throws.
0: Number five is a guy who I think has absolutely no chance Hmm. of winning this award. That would be Rob Gronkowski. He's at plus 400, the Hmm. same as Roethlisberger. Only because he's a name.
1: Yeah, he qualifies. But for
0: Gronkowski to win that award, he's going to have to have a Gronk 2015-like season.
1: I feel like they'll have to go deep in the playoffs. You know, like it can't be an 8-8. Eight and eight He can't go year. out and
0: catch 35 passes and 10 of them are touchdowns and uh-huh. win the Comeback Player of the Year award. I'm sorry. that's just not, He's not beating out one of those quarterbacks ahead of him right. by doing that. I would give, uh, to me, uh, you know, Alex Smith has a better chance of winning this award than, wow. than Rob Gronkowski.
1: I don't think so because I don't think Alex Smith's gonna play football. But. Well, I mean, but let's say yeah. let's let's say
0: Alex Smith somehow got into three games this year,
1: and he'd get pulled on the hard Yeah, and people were like, oh, what an amazing comeback! Yeah, and that's, and he, he would get, get more votes than, than Gronk
0: works. going out and again catching 35 or 40 passes. Yeah, I haven't seen the list because but... Gronk just retired on his own. It's not like true. Yeah, okay. It wasn't like
1: he was driven out of the game. Yeah, I have a couple of position players I would think have a better shot than Gronk. I'll see if they get mentioned or not. I, I was gonna save this for you know a fantasy tight end segment. But you know how I love those hot young tight ends? Yes. I think O.J. Howard's going to be the best tight end on that team and going to be fantasy relevant. I think, I mean, he's becoming a free agent. Like, I'd love the Steelers to go get O.J. Howard next year. or You know what I mean? I think there's a lot to work with with that guy. I'm not sure Gronk's even the best tight end on his team, is my point.
0: Number six is Trent Williams. Ah, good he's one. 5,000.
1: Offensive lineman. But he's an offensive
0: anything. lineman. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're again throwing he the money be a first away. First
1: team Pro Bowler, and they could go fifteen and one, and he might not win it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? does like, he have to do? He's an way offensive
0: way to... lineman, and he's playing on the left coast. Like,
1: yeah, he needs Ben to have a bad year. He needs other people to do bad things to yeah. even be, you know, like if he's awesome, he still won't win it.
0: Right. Number seven is J.J. Watt. He's mm-hmm. almost of... traditionally on this right. list. <laughs> you know, he's he a... one of the two names I was thinking. He's of. a plus six hundred.
1: And okay, yeah, he's missed a lot of time.
0: But he's certainly capable of going out and putting up an 18 sack season he or something is. like that.
1: Yeah, I did those edge rushing or edge rankings. I had him like nine, but when he's right, he's still one or two. Yeah, you yeah know he's I mean, still he's, and you know that good last you year. You know,
0: 30, th- 31, 32 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. the capability is there. if you think he's the same age as Cam Hayward. Yeah, they wow. came into they the league the same game. year.
1: Right. He, uh, I thought he was very, very good last year. Yeah. You know, just, he misses so much time.
0: Number eight is A.J. Green. That's the other one I was thinking He's of. at plus 800.
1: I read today, A.J. Green has missed 23 games in a row. I was like, really? It's
0: about the same number <laughs> as Alex Smith. I mean, <laughs> right. really, when you think about it.
1: And he's hurt the second. Yeah. He's not practicing as we speak. I don't think it's serious, but he hasn't played games. He's missed 23 games in a row. Yeah. But he could win it. He, he could had, go for 1,200 yards.
0: In his first nine games in 2018, he had 694 receiving yards. And he in hasn't 18. played since. He hasn't
1: played since. Wow.
0: I mean, he's missed some of his prime years as a receiver, and now he's. It might cost him the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and he's in that same year as Watt and Julio, Julio, and, and, yeah. and Hayward and all those guys. Yeah. Awesome
1: draft. I mean, he qualifies. He could easily win it though.
0: He could, but he would have to put up a. You know, he if he put up twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yards, mm-hmm. um, again to beat out yeah. one of the quarterbacks. Right is going to be, to be a tough. Pro yeah. 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 Uh, number nine. This guy's a real long shot in my eyes. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is plus thirty-three hundred.
1: I don't think anybody's voting for him after a couple things he said in the off season. By the way. Yeah. I mean, this is a voting award. I'm not sure. And he's just the, uh, not going to have
0: the volume, even if he does play all season.
1: His best year is going to be his. He's going to catch thirty-five passes, right? For eight hundred yeah. yards. Yeah. Win a couple games with big plays. I'm not sure the. Uh, the Jewish community is probably going to get going to be voting for him either. He's not going to win any tiebreakers. I think he's got no shot. Yeah. I, I, mean, I he think can't so get well. to 1,500 yards.
0: Number 10, and this falls into the category of this guy stunk, and we're going to put him on the <laughs> That's list. That's backhanded compliment. Yeah. Of Nick Foles at plus 1,500. Yeah, he was his to at least. Plays the right position. Right. right. But.
1: I guess he's got a shot. I think Trubisky's going to be their starter to start the season.
0: I think it might end up being Foles. I think yeah. Foles is better. Yeah, I think it might end up being I, I, I mean, I just think that they're, uh, you don't bring in Nick Foles with the idea that you're not going to play him because I I I, I mean, I just think that Trubisky has run its course there.
1: My thoughts on it, we haven't talked about this much, because I did a lot of Trubisky homework lately. He, His last month of the season, he actually looked healthy, and I thought he played better. I mean, he went – to a better tier four quarterback to use Sandoz. And I thought he played hurt a lot this year. And as a result, rarely ran for much at all. And if he doesn't run, he doesn't do anything well then, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if you take that away from him and my logic to say that he's, I think he's going to start not saying I would start him, is I think that that team is married to him. They still believe they don't want to look bad. And this year, He didn't have any preseason to lose the job. You know, like Bears fans didn't watch him throw three picks in the preseason. You know, like, so I think he'll be the starter. I think they'll go back and forth the whole time. Did I ever tell you this, too? Remember how they traded down, or traded from three to two to get him? Yeah. They gave up two mid-round picks. Do do I ever tell you who those picks ended up being? I don't believe so. Fred Warner and Alvin Kamara. (laughs) (laughs) Worked out all right. Yeah, uh, ouch.
0: Here are some of the other odds. I just called up the odds overall okay. here. So we, we've talked about a bunch of these guys. You can actually get plus 1,500 odds on Miles Garrett being comeback player of the year. Again, he's not going to get any votes. This is a voted on award by the media. Right. Miles Garrett is coming back f- from just his own stupidity. Yeah. He's not going to be a candidate around. for this award.
1: Right. You didn't come back from hardship.
0: Right. You came you back, back from stupidness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown is on this list.
1: Guess he could win it. Uh, he didn't play last year. He's
0: only gonna he's gonna be he's suspended for the first eight games of the season. Have, to have a pretty good eight game <laughs> stretch, right? And that's assuming somebody would sign him, right? Bradley Chubb is mentioned on here. Bradley Chubb should be a he's a plus thirty three hundred. Bradley Chubb I could may be put a buck
1: on that. Yeah, to win yeah win thirty. He's got bucks. better odds. He's got
0: the same odds as Deshaun Jackson. I would put money on Bradley Chubb winning it before I put money on Deshaun he Jackson. A dozen
1: sacks his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, what if he gets? Yeah, 13-14, that's a really good defense.
0: Uh, some of the other guys on the list here that we didn't get a that's chance a to one. talk about. Joe Flacco, no chance. No chance. Jordan Reed, oh. no chance. Oh. Alshon Jeffrey.
1: Jordan Reed's also going to back up the best tight end in the right, league. Right, yeah, how much <laughs> is he going to play? He can even get on the field to begin with, right.
0: Alshon Jeffrey at plus 6,600.
1: He's too hurt now, though. Yeah.
0: T.Y. Hilton at plus 6,600. That's not a bad one. Yeah. I'd put a buck on T.Y. Hilton. Keanu Neal at plus 7,700.
1: Safety's not going to
0: win it. No. Akeem right. Hicks at plus 7,700.
1: How much time did he miss, though? He played a good portion. He played a year. good portion.
0: Quan right. Alexander at plus 7,700. He missed a bunch, but yeah. he's not that great. Malcolm Butler at plus 7,700.
1: Is he on a team? He's, I mean, yeah, he's still a Titan. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, no. Steven Guskowski at oh, wow. plus 7,700. Wow. You know, who's voting for a kicker to win Comeback Player of the Year award? Not happening. Not happening. On this list, Trent Williams is plus 7,700.
1: I'll put a buck on that if it's going to pay me seventy-seven bucks.
0: Xavier uh, Howard play. is plus nine thousand. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh, he's good. Here's a, this is actually a good one here. Jarek McKinnon at plus ten thousand.
1: He's going to be in the mix. Yeah. He, if
0: Jarek McKinnon goes out and has a thousand-yard season, most he's going to get votes. <laughs> He'll
1: get votes. Yeah. In that system, he's going to make the team and he's going to get carries this year. He's gonna get drafted in fantasy.
0: Yeah, so he's got a chance. Here's one that has no chance: Josh Rosen at plus twelve thousand five hundred. No chance. And the last guy on the list is Lamar Miller at plus fifteen thousand.
1: I might put a buck on that. <laughs> I mean, at least he's on a team now. What if he's the Pat's leading rusher and gets, you know? Yeah. That, but he's not gonna. Win. He's not gonna win. Of course.
0: Uh, But that's going to do it for The Drive today. Stay tuned right here for Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes picking things up for us here for the next three hours. And Matt and I will be back with uh, Mike Pursuta with the training camp report uh, later on from 6 to 8 here on Steelers Nation Radio. For my partner Matt Williamson, for uh, Jacob here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.